from Los Angeles, California, this is the Writer Strike Chronicles, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday, November 13th, day nine of the Writer Strike. I'm a little late getting today's episode up, and that's because I was working on set today on a commercial. It was there I learned commercials aren't covered under the WGA, and since I don't know enough about it, I won't comment. I will say it's the first time I've worked in about three and a half weeks. Perhaps it was impossible to know I was on a job by all the MoBlog or mobile blog posts I made on the set. In today's episode, Allison Packard and I take to the picket lines in front of NBC Studios and meet with writer-producer Matt Ember. Let's listen. Matt, how long have you been a member of the Writers Guild? Uh, since since 88 or 87, I can't even remember, but it was right before the last strike, so it was probably 88. What was your experience joining the Guild and then having everybody go on strike a week later? Uh, it was difficult. I had, a, I had a contract to do a show and I couldn't go to work. So, you know, it's your first job, you're very excited, and you sat home for five months waiting. And in that time period, what did you do? I don't even remember what I did. I remember, you know, I was, I was like, what was I, 25 or something or 24? I, you know, I probably went to a bar. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. And what about this time around? How are you spending your days now? Well, that's, that's now we have uh, mandatory picketing four hours a day in the 88 strike. I don't, rem- I don't remember what was actually required, but my, my memory is it was like, you know, we picketed en masse at one or two studios for a few hours, and then we, that would be it for the week. Maybe it was twice a week or something, but it wasn't four hours every day. Can you tell our listeners what it's like being on the picket lines here, four hours a day, every day? Well, uh, on, on the upside, it's kind of inspiring. You start to feel, you really feel like you're part of a big kind of a, a movement of outrage, which is great. On the other hand, it's a little boring. A little boring to walk around in a circle in a driveway. Can you write while you're here? No, we are on strike. You know, the worst, the, the, I guess what you could do is talk about a spec. I think that's allowed, but uh, no, you're not even supposed to talk about a spec. I don't know. Yeah, you, there's no writing. What about journaling? Are you allowed to journal, like, at home? I'm just curious. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, so I don't, I don't do it because I, I don't do it anyway, so it doesn't affect me, but I have no idea. And uh, what about writing for new media? Can you blog? Can you blog I, again, you, uh, you're, that's, I'm sorry, I'm, you're asking the wrong person because I don't do it anyway, so I don't know. Do you consume new media? And if so, what do you watch or uh, listen to? Uh, new media meaning uh, uh, internet. Is that still qualifying as new media? Because the, the, the AMPPP is certainly calling it a new media. I think it's been around for about 10 years. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, what I, that's what I mostly do. I don't, I don't most, on television, I watch basketball. So what do you watch? What do you download? What do I download? I don't actually download too much. I mean, I, I read a lot, but I don't know if that qualifies as downloading. I'm, once in a while, I'll watch an episode of something, but uh, yeah, that would count as downloading, I guess, yeah. Do you have anything to say before we wrap this up? Well, I just hope it wraps up quickly, and I hope, uh, I hope uh, uh, sooner or later this, what we're asking for and the actions that we're taking get reported in what is conventional media. Oh. Let's talk about that before we wrap this up. What do you think of mainstream media coverage about this? I think it's been almost non-existent. Why do you think that is? I, because they're owned by the same companies we're striking against. And uh, I don't know if anybody foresaw that besides the writers of shows that this was going to be a problem that a few companies own everything. But uh, it's definitely, um, 
uh, fascism, I think is the word. Okay. Well, I invite you to listen to my my uh, podcast. It's called The Writer's Strike Chronicles. It'll soon be available by tonight on iTunes, and it's downloadable for free. It's citizen journalism. It's for the people. I am for it. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. That was writer-producer Matt Ember at the picket lines in front of NBC Studios. In response to Matt's comments about how the press is covering the writer's strike, it just goes to prove how corporate values rule the media. In my humble opinion, local newspapers are blacking out or under-reporting the strike despite stars and political activists showing up. For instance, the rally that occurred last Friday was reported in the LA Times in the business section. It also said that 3,500 strikers showed up. However, LAPD reports that 5,000 strikers showed up. So, uh, who are you going to believe? In a speech given by Bill Moyers earlier this year at the National Conference for Media Reform, Moyers said, quote, Few huge corporations now dominate the media landscape in America. Almost all the networks carried by most cable systems are owned by one of the major media common conglomerates. Two-thirds of today's papers are monopolies, end quote. It's worth listening to Moyer's entire speech, and I've posted it in our blog. You have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles. I'm Tanya Barnes. For more information, visit my website, www.tanyabarnes.com WGA. That's www.tanya, Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S, dot com slash W-G-A. Feel free to give me a shout out at 310-439-8754 or ping me at W-G-A strike 2007 at gmail.com. Music is by Falik off the album Evolution, which can be found at magnatune.com.